with a belief that uh, all children under the age of five should own up to 100 books. The founders of BookDash set out to do their bit to make that belief a reality. The uh, enterprise is made up of volunteer creatives who, in a bid to combat soaring book prices, create new African storybooks that anyone can freely translate and distribute. And uh, I'm uh, delighted to uh, to welcome uh, Programme Director Julia Norris to the programme. Julia, welcome and thank you so much for staying up so late to talk to us. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Great stuff. Uh, Julia, just explain a little bit more about what BookDash is and why it was set up. Yeah, so BookDash was set up by three co-founders who've been in the South African publishing industry you know, collectively probably about 50 years. And um, they constantly heard the argument that there's no reading market in South Africa and that's why kids' books aren't produced and that's why there's... Um, you know, that's why we don't have a reading culture as adults. And I think they got to the point kind of prompted by um, two of them, husband and wife, having a toddler and seeing how much he benefited from reading. And they were like, well, we know writers, we know illustrators, we know designers. Why don't we see if we can tackle this problem really efficiently, gather those people together in one place um, for 12 hours and put in the frameworks that they need to make a children's book in 12 hours? Um, yeah, and that was the kind of thinking behind it. So how many books have you been able to put together so far since the inception of BookDash? Yeah, we, we're turning three in May, so we're still really new. And we have published 62 original books um, and got a library of about 300 translations of those. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, what what has the response been like uh, with with the authors and 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 uh, and illustrators, and also with with the audience? Oh, it's incredible. So, in terms of uh, volunteer creators, people are always shocked that we get such good quality people volunteering. And I think there are multiple factors, definitely, in that it is quite hard to get a kid's book published in South Africa. Um, and so this is a really cool opportunity for people to do that. But also, I think the type of person that goes into the creative industry, they're not doing it for big bucks. They want their work to be enjoyed and shared. And a lot of them are really passionate about children and literacy. So we're making it really easy. You know, all they have to do is donate 12 hours, be in one place. We feed them, give them a little bit of wine at 5 o'clock to keep going. And they meet a whole lot of other creators who have a similar interest. So um, that's really nice. And we've had some, I mean, amazing top. Um, Sandiwe Mahona wrote a book for us recently. Um, Harley Mashigo has written a book. And some illustrators, um, a guy called Wesley van Eerden, who's really well respected in the industry. So we've been so lucky with the quality of volunteers that we've had and we go we take about 50 volunteers total per event um, and the events are just oversubscribed incredibly at the moment to the point where we have to kind of go um, we're thinking about having more events per year and that type of thing and then for the audience most so what we do is we work with funders to fund these events we need to cover project management costs and that type of thing and then the funders, either the people who funded the event or a different funding organization, will print copies of the books, and we give them to literacy organizations, libraries, ECD centers. We've started branching into pediatrics clinics, which is quite cool. Um, and people are just so incredibly grateful, not only to have an abundance of books, but books that are about South African kids 
in South African languages, contextual landscapes and that type of thing. How, how important is it, the, the translation element? Um, I mean, the, the, fact that these, the fact that these books get translated and are therefore accessible to so many more children. Yeah, I mean, that's something that from the beginning was really high on our agenda. And actually, we'd prefer to have books created in African languages. Um, it's, it's quite tricky to find really skilled African language editors, and that's a big part of our process. But recently we had three books um, at our event in Grahamstown created in Esplosa, which was really exciting for us. In terms of translations, I'll, they'll almost always be second best, but we take a lot of care in finding good translators and um, making sure that that's done to the best of our ability, even if it's in languages that we ourselves don't speak. And I think it's it's completely in line with our vision of if a kid, if we think that the kids needs to see themselves in books, but they're only ever in English books, then what are we saying about the value of those languages? So they need to see books about them, but also in their own mother tongues. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's interesting that you say that because uh, we were speaking to the African storybook yesterday. Oh, um, yeah. For, uh, for, uh, for uh, what's it, what, what are we, Language um, Activism Month, <laughs> I think. I yeah, think and World Read Aloud Day is coming up soon as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I was talking to them about the uh, the importance um, of of having uh, having uh, all languages, um, mm. all African languages represented, um, and the importance of that from from a young age, not just for the not just for the um, preservance of language, uh, but also for the for uh, for for non um, other for for non 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 English speakers. I'm not making myself clear at all. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you know what I mean. Um and for for, for the likes of me who yeah. unfortunately only speaks English. Um yeah. but I would certainly want my children to uh, to to be far more multilingual than exactly. I am. Exactly. Yeah. I mean we've had quite a few adults who are learning Kosovo or learning Zulu a different language using our books to kind of go especially because they've got an English translation and the other language so they can kind of get to grips with with how the language works. And we've even had a non closer speaker pick up a typo in our book. So that's quite a nice it's it's nice when we know that people are engaging with the content. You're saying that you oversubscribed when it when it comes to volunteers, but also that there there is a lack of um, African language editors. Is mm. that something uh, is that something that you you, you sort of you, you need to um, you need to improve, or you need you you putting a call out for for um, African language editors. Mm. Um, it's difficult when languages weren't valued to the point that they should have been, um, and we're coming out of that phase slowly. But it means that kind of tertiary education, in terms of um, programs that are actually offered in editing of African languages, I don't know of any. Um, so. Yes, we're always looking, if anyone is listening and knows people who edit in African languages, that's incredibly valuable to us. But in a kind of strange spin-off that isn't our aim, we're also creating and giving people experience of editing. Um, and a lot of junior creators are getting a lot more experience. So hopefully in 10 years' time, that's or maybe less, <laughs> it's not going to be um, as big a problem and we're going to find an abundance of editors in Chivenda and Tsonga, you know. 
aside from aside from that that issue, what what are the what are the biggest challenges that that you face in in putting together Book Dash? Um, the events are pretty straightforward. We're on our our ninth event will be taking place um, on the twenty fifth of this month in, in Joburg. Um, that one's actually really exciting because the funders flown African sub-Saharan African creatives. Um, from all different, I think there are about nine participating countries. So that's going to be really exciting. The events, like I say, they they run really smoothly. Our biggest issues have been in translation, finding um, high-quality translators and making sure that we treat those um, titles as, as important as the originals. Um, I'm trying to think if there any money is always an issue for nonprofits, but we um, we're lucky in that we have a product that we produce. So we do sell our books um, at a kind of buy one give one rate, and so that helps us uh, with our sustainability. But otherwise, I mean, I've worked at a few nonprofits before, and I can say I won't mention those, but I can say that. Bookdash is incredibly, it was well set up by the co-founders, even though they always had full-time jobs throughout it, so they were volunteering themselves. And when I took over, it's just been an absolute pleasure. Tell us, if you will, um, mm. a, a little bit, Julia, about about that process, about the event of, uh, of Bookdash. I mean, it must be chaos, isn't it? <laughs> um, we are very organized. <laughs> Um, we have, so there's actually one of our major, major philosophies is everything being open source and transparent and accessible and replicable. replicable. Um, so we have an online document which you can download from our website called the Book Dash Manual. And not only does that help us run these events incredibly well, but it means that anyone can download that that manual and try, if they would like, to replicate the model that we've created to create kids' books in 12 hours. But the agenda is literally run by the minute. <laughs> so we eat at 20 past 12 or whatever. And um, because our team is really vastly skilled, the, we brief the designers, we brief the illustrators at exactly that time. We split up into groups. We give the people everything they need. That's not to say it's not chaotic. It's <laughs> not to say that it's not stressful, yeah. especially for the illustrators. They, um, with no kind of disrespect to the writers, designers, and editors, the illustrators have the toughest job on the day. They've got 45 minutes per spread. Wow. Um, and so that's why, even though we've got a lot of volunteers keen, we are incredibly picky with our criteria, just because we know it's actually unfair to put someone in the deep end that <laughs> that much mm. um, so we've got to have illustrators that can work fast we always encourage them to use the a process that they're most comfortable with so they can illustrate on their computer or they can illustrate traditionally with paper and pen or, or paint but as long as it's their, their quickest you know we don't want people experimenting with new new medium no. at the event no no absolutely <laughs> um, so when is the next event in Cape Town and how can people get involved Oh, um, we don't know <laughs> when okay. the next event in Cape Town is. At the moment, we kind of run event to event. Mm. Um, so we'll only announce an event once we have funding secured. Um, we almost always have, well, for the past three years, we've at least had one event in Cape Town each year. We're 
in Joburg now in February, really hoping to go back to Durban um, in the middle of the year. Purely logistically, it's too hot to be in Durban in yeah, summer, sure, and that's not sure. good for productivity. So hopefully end of the year, probably around October, we're going to be in back in Cape Town. But we're, um, because we obviously need creative volunteers, we advertise really widely when we do have an event, usually about two months before an event to allow for the application process. So we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram and Twitter. Those are the three most active things. Um, and I will put it on our website as well, advertising for applicants. There's a really simple application form. All we require is kind of your details and some examples of your previous work or experience. And then you could get to create a book in 12 hours. Wow. Wow. Uh, Julia, it's been an absolute treat learning more about uh, more, learning more about Book Dash. And, and I'm so intrigued. It's something that I'd love to get involved <laughs> in. I mean, it, it really does just, just sound absolutely fantastic. And I'm sure that, uh, that our listeners are listening in and, uh, and, and thinking, gosh, that's something that they'd like to get involved in. Um, on, behalf of, on behalf of little young children everywhere, let me say thank <laughs> you uh, for what you're doing. I think it is, it is a truly inspired, uh, truly inspired idea. Uh, and, Pleasure. Please do come back and talk to us when uh, when you're uh, when you're in Cape Town and uh, oh that's a good idea yeah I'll let you know that would be absolutely wonderful and once mm. again thank you so much for staying up late to, to talk to us <laughs> that's a pleasure um, if the listeners want all our books again are open license they're all on our website we have an Android app that's free the iOS app is being developed again by volunteers people are incredible they've just jumped on the bandwagon so you can read all our books for free if people want to get involved in a kind of indirect way so long. Wonderful stuff. Uh, that's Julia Norris, uh, Programme Director of uh, Book Dash. Thanks so much for joining us this evening.